Welcome to the Wealth is in the Details podcast. In this podcast, financial planner Peter Raskin helps families and business owners understand and prepare for their wealth journey. Along the way, thoughtful and detailed planning can provide clarity and confidence as clients confront a multitude of financial decisions. Listen in as Peter shares stories and insight into people's wealth journeys. Now, let's get into today's podcast. Hello and welcome to Wealth is in the Details with Peter Raskin from Raskin Planning Group. Hello, Peter. How are you? I'm great, Eric. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. We, uh, Good. We, we spoke a little bit before the podcast about our our weekends, and uh, I did some work on a house and got a lot accomplished, so that always feels good to get things accomplished. And sure does. Uh, I know that you had a wonderful day off, your first day off in months, from what I understand, <laughs> right? Yep. Aye. It definitely was. It was really nice to get out of uh, my hometown of Sharon, Massachusetts, and see some different sites, especially the ocean. So it was oh, great. I'm so jealous. Yeah, it was <laughs> I very am nice. so jealous. Yeah, that's great. And the nice thing is it's a rarity, right? It's 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 a rarity for small business owners especially um, because we are concentrating our business. We want to grow. We obviously will want to succeed. And I know that that is the topic of our podcast today is small business owners, correct? Exactly. All right. So what are we talking about specifically? This is a, a, a podcast that's really going to be focused on business owner exit strategies okay you know, how, how does how does a business owner eventually leave this business or exit the business that they've been running for years and years if and maybe even even multiple generations mm-hmm. uh, so it's it's really on the minds of of many many small business owners at this point in time especially in light of what's been happening in in our economy they're saying yeah. yikes <laughs> this is hard work mm-hmm and I, I'm, the, the problem is, I think that a lot of business owners are f- kind of feeling like they're forced to exit uh, because of the, the current circumstances. And I know that there's been a lot of stimulus, and we're not necessarily going to get into that today, but there's been stimulus for small business. There's been there's a, been a lot of different things going on, and hopefully the communities are supporting more of the small businesses as they begin to reopen. But this is a, a difficult time to talk about this. It is, it is, but it's, it's really important. Absolutely. You know, this, uh, for, for many of our, our business owner clients, it's really personal. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is, this is such an important asset that they own. It's, it's often a a first generation business. Uh, sometimes it's a second generation, Mm -hmm. uh, some, but, and, and rarely third, but it, but it does happen. So the, the business owner feels really strongly about his or her identity in, in, in their community, about their employees, about uh, and certainly about their customers. It's, it's often the asset that it's often the family's biggest asset. It provides the vast majority of the family income. It's meaningful. Oftentimes kids, siblings, nephews, nieces are, are, are also engaged in the business. It's truly a family business. And uh, as as we said, the, the business owner is works really hard. Mm-hmm. You know, they're solving problems every day. They're worried about staffing. They're worried about customers, cash flow, banking relationships, accounting, regulatory issues. I mean, the list goes on and on. And uh, Eric, as you know, it's tough being a small business owner. It is. <laughs> I agree. It's <laughs> where it's really fun and engaging. It can be really tough. 
Yeah, it's 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 a great challenge. Uh, and, and so from from a long term planning perspective, the business owner at, at some point is going to leave this business. Mm -hmm. it, it it just is going to happen. It, it it may not be for 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 a long time, uh, but it's going to happen. The business owner may want to keep running the business until they die. That that certainly happens a lot that, that they want to keep on running the business mm -hmm. uh, or they may wake up one day and say, you know what, I've had enough. I, I want out. And, and maybe because of COVID-19, we're seeing some business owners say that, you know, do, do they really want to go through another 10 year cycle or, or maybe they want to transition their business to their kids or their employees? Uh, they, they may want to sell it and just retire. So the business owner may not be able to run the business for health reasons. That's another reason. And my point is, is that, that this transition is going to happen. The business owner may not just know when and, and how it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. and, and what we stress to our, our clients is that you really should do planning ahead of time so that this exit is on, on your terms. Uh, will you control the process or, or will it be thrust upon you? Yeah. And then the only business owner that does not have to worry about an exit plan is the one that invents the fountain of youth. And I, I haven't met them yet. <laughs> so I'm assuming that the, the person who invents the fountain of youth will be great and wealthy beyond means. And, and sure, they can run it forever because, you know, they never age. But that's not the case. I'm feeling a little older every day, Peter. I don't know about you. <laughs> Uh, but we, we work hard, right? Business, all business owners work really hard. And I think we get caught up way too often not being able to plan for the far future because we're so concerned about what's going on this week, this month, this year, this quarter, whatever we're looking at. I think we work so hard working in the business that it, it really takes our focus off of that long term and, and the future. Do you think that's a huge obstacle for most business owners or am I kind of one of the minorities here? No, I, I think it's absolutely the vast majority of business owners fall into this uh, same trap. And I, and I know I did mm -hmm. uh, I, for years as I was building my financial planning business, uh, I worked really hard and I spent my time working in the business and not enough time working, working on the business. Mm-hmm. And there's a big difference. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, about 15, 15 years ago, a little bit more than that, I, I hired a, a business coach. And frankly, it changed my world. It, it really helped me focus on um, on those those bigger, broader issues that are really important in running the business. And that's what we try to do and, and help our, our, our business owner clients do, is to take a few steps back and think about what might happen to this most important and valuable asset, which is their business. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, every business owner is going to exit, whether forced by death or circumstances like a COVID or a pandemic or on their own terms. So when should a business owner really begin the exit planning process? Yeah, I think this is so, such a great question. And, and I'm thinking uh, in an ideal world, they should start asking this question as soon as they start their business. So, <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, that's a... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in an ideal world. Yeah. But building and growing and managing a business with a purpose, with mm -hmm. a goal in mind, I think significantly increases the chance 
that the business owner will achieve their ultimate goal. And so thinking about not necessarily exactly walking out the back door the day they open the front door, mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but, you know, thinking about those goals, what are they really trying to achieve? And is the goal to, to maximize current income or is it to maximize the value of the business? Or is it ideally both? Mm -hmm. Is it to pass on this asset to family? Is it to keep your options just wide open because you don't know if your kids are going to be ready uh, when, when, when you're ready to, to, to exit? Is it to have a fantastic uh, management team and fantastic employees and loyal customers so you can spend your summers at your lake house and winters in Florida golfing. You know, mm -hmm. And those are fine goals, no problem with that. But with that in mind, uh, build your business around it. And so I think it's, it's so important to stress that this kind of planning eventually helps your business grow. It provides more income. It enhances the business value and, and, and it likely retain key employees. So the reason I say that it's because the business owner that works on the business, not just in it, will be more purposeful. He or she will be more, more goal oriented and frankly have a greater chance of success. So even if the exit's not gonna happen for five years, 10 years, 20 years, I think exit planning and strategizing is, is so vital in the big scheme of things. All right, so with, with that in mind, everything that you just covered there, what are some of the biggest challenges facing business owners and exit planning altogether? Yeah, I, I think the, the key is, is, to, is to do this all well in advance. Do it while you have lots of energy and while you're in good health. Mm -hmm. uh, do it when, you, when the business is strong, when the economy's strong. You know, do it when you have a, a, a really strong management team so they'll see that, that you're concerned about their future as well as yours. Do it for your kids in the business so they, they learn that uh, how important it is to plan and, and to be goal-oriented. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, and then finally do it for your customers so they know that they'll be okay even if you aren't around. I think those are reasons to, to do it far in advance. And then there's a whole bunch of other challenges that I, I think face the business owner. And first one is, you know, each sector or industry is, is judged by its own metrics. So, you know, the business owner should really consider the specific industry they work in, those metrics that are important, and then know what to expect and what to focus on. Because if, if there are certain metrics that make your business more valuable, more profitable, uh, focus on those. Mm -hmm. You know, it just, it just makes sense. Yeah. But, but understand your industry and the sector and the kind of business you're running. Also realize that the demographics can make a difference. So are, are you, are you one of those baby boomers looking to sell your business? And at this point in time, are there lots of businesses in your industry that are up for sale? What's, what's happening in your, in your industry? Is it, is it growing or contracting? What's the future look like? So thinking ahead, and I see that as a challenge for a lot of business owners because they're so engaged in the day-to-day, -day, but they're not necessarily looking out in their industry five years from now. What, mm -hmm. What's that look like? Yeah. Uh, another challenge is just market timing, and I think this is crucial. From a macro perspective, the economy is cyclical. 
and we just need to expect some sort of upheaval in the in the business cycle you know every 10 years or so matter of fact that that's what's happened over the last bunch of decades mm -hmm. almost every 10 years whether it's the tech bubble recession the great recession and now covid 19 we've just seen this sick cyclical nature of of the economy and and how that going how that will affect your actual exit strategy so question is what's your timing are you going to be selling or or looking to transition at a good time in the marketplace or will it be a bad time we don't know yeah yeah and and then i think the biggest challenge this is another big challenge is that your business is a risky asset and I think a lot of owners underestimate the inherent risk in their business. We just don't see it because we've built it. We're there every day. We're, we're, we think we control so many aspects of that business that we don't necessarily see the, the actual risk in it. Mm. And just I, not to keep on using COVID-19 as, as, as an example, but that, that's a, it's a perfect example of the unknown. We don't yeah. know how things are going to transpire. We don't know if our industry or our business is going to be affected by outside forces that, that affect us. So that's a risk. And we need to we need to add that to our planning. Now, Peter, knowing you as well as I do, you know, we've been working together for quite a while. I know you're a guy who likes processes, right? You like to take people through processes because you check all the boxes. And, and I appreciate that about you. I, I think it's a great organization and it takes a lot of skill to be able to, to do that and walk clients through any type of process. So I'm assuming you have a process for this as well. And I'm gonna ask you about that and what makes your process so helpful for business owners when you're looking at uh, you know, helping them to come up with an exit strategy. Yeah, we, we have built a process, Eric, and uh, we think of this as a, a six-step process. All right. And all six steps are really important. And so I'm going to be outlining what those steps are. But, but in general, this is a process of discovery, mm -hmm. of education, and of choices that the business owner uh, has. And then ultimately, it's about implementation. This isn't about a transaction in the near term. It's about helping the, the business owner meet their personal, family, and, and business goals. And in my opinion, maybe this is self-serving, but, but the, your, your financial planner is uniquely positioned to help you understand how this all comes together. I'm not the specialist who's going to implement all aspects of this plan, but more of a guide who's mm -hmm. going to walk you through this six-step process and quarterback and bring in the, the topic experts who will eventually help implement uh, these specific objectives. All right. So what is the first step then? The first step is to establish your goals. And I know this sounds obvious, but, but what do you really want? And when do you really want it? And the questions are really, do you, do you want to work less? Have you reached that point in time where you want to work less? reduce your stress? Is it your goal to grow the business? Is it to prepare it for the kids? Mm. Is it to increase your income? Is it to diversify and take, take risk off the table? What do you want for your family, your community, your employees, your customers? You know, th that's where we talk about that big picture, you know, take, take a few steps back and, and really think about what you want. 
Uh, and to me, this is the, the really the most vital step. And it takes time. Matter of fact, most of the a lot of the um, time we spend in this uh, six step planning process is to help the business owners understand what their goals are. It's so important. Yeah. And, and I think that's the perfect first step. Goal setting is, as a coach, I believe that firmly. So I'm, I'm right there with you. What would the second step be? Yeah, the second step is to really measure the financial and mental readiness of our, of our client, of the business owner. And uh, our experience is that most business owners just aren't ready to exit. <laughs> you know, we yep. talk about this as a, 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 a final decision, but it's not. They're really just not ready. And, and the reason I say that is, is we utilize a tool called the Business Exit Readiness Index or uh, we, we call it the Berry Survey. And there's actually a link to this survey on my website. And if you email me, I can send you an email with a link to that, uh, that survey. And over time, over the years that, that people have, business owners have been taking this survey, almost 80% of the small business owners that take it aren't ready from a financial or, or an emotional perspective. Hmm. And that really tells us a lot. In this way, what we're trying to determine is, the business owner's perception of their financial readiness. And, and what that means is, can they, uh, without a salary from the business, does the business owner have enough income producing assets to comfortably support their personal family financial objectives? Mm -hmm. And if they do have enough assets, then maybe they're, they've got a high level of financial readiness. But if they don't, they've got a low level. And that tells us really important information. So the question around financial ready, readiness is so important because it helps us, it helps the business owner understand if they can actually afford the exit option they want. So this is where our traditional financial planning process comes together. Can the owner meet their goals? What percentage of the business owner's net worth is tied up in the, in the business? It, typically, it's the vast majority. And if that's the case, it may be at risk. Their assets may be at risk because a business is, is a risky venture. Uh, and is that appropriate? And is there a gap between what the business owner wants and what they have? And we call this the value gap. Mm. When the business owner exits the business, what's the net after-tax value that's available to them? And is that enough to help them meet their goals? So financial readiness tells us that. The other piece of the survey that's so important is, is the business owner ready, actually ready to transition. And uh, mental readiness is such an emotional and nuanced issue for so many owners. It's our business, it's, it's our profession, it's who we are. You know, what, what, what are we gonna do without this identity? How are we gonna stay engaged or challenged? And it's perfectly okay not to be ready to exit. Mm -hmm. It's okay if you have enough and you want to transition. So there's no right or wrong here. There are cases where everything is going great and then your personal world and your business world change. Maybe your spouse has fallen ill and managing her care and then, and then managing the business just becomes overwhelming and you just decide, you know what, I've had enough. And now I'm mentally mm -hmm. ready. Yeah. Maybe you've become ill. You know, that happens. And uh, maybe maybe the COVID-19 has changed your outlook and, and you just don't want to start all over again. And that's, a, that's why I stress doing exit planning in advance. Uh, 
because if plan A is to grow the business, but but you should always prepare for plan B and, and, and you'll be probably happy that you did. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. All right, that brings us to step three. Yeah, it, so in this step of the process, the business owner identifies what kind of owner they most resemble. So the, the Berry survey is going to actually help the business owner make this determination. It, it's a very useful tool. So, so for example, if you're financially and mentally ready, maybe your value gap is small and you're less concerned about the value of the business. Maybe you can, you're more concerned about your heirs or your employees or customers. Or if you're financially ready, but not mentally ready, maybe it's time to take some chips off the table, but stay involved to help the business get to that next level. Or if you're mentally ready, but not financially ready, maybe you need to figure out how to maximize the value of the business so you can close this value gap. Mm. And then finally, if you're neither financially or mentally ready, you need to do what you can do to, to, to stay and grow that business value. Yeah. So the, the Berry survey is going to tell us what kind of owner you are. Yeah. I, I never heard that before. And so I, I, that intrigues me just because I like how the brain works anyway. Uh, but I'm <laughs> sure that that could be its entire own podcast on how our brains work. So we'll, we'll just skip. Oh, over definitely. That. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that takes us to step four. What is, the, what's the fourth step? So the, the fourth, fourth step is, is choosing the, the optimal exit option. And I think this is going to come together based on, on the hard work that, the, 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 that we take through in the first three steps. Your exit goals are going to be defined. You know where, you're stand, where you stand around financial and mental readiness. And you have a good idea what kind of, of business owner you most resemble. And so based upon these goals, we can spend time helping you understand the best exit, exit strategy and options. Mm -hmm. Choosing the best one, spending time understanding what those options are is really the point of this, this step. And, uh, you know, so for example, is this going to be an internal transfer to employees or, or to the management team or to your children? Or will this be an external transfer to an outside buyer? like a direct competitor or to a synergistic buyer who's looking to enter your market? Or is this going to be a, a, a private equity group that wants to take a, a majority stake in your business, allowing you maybe to cash out, but retain some ownership and then help you grow the business. And then over the next five to seven years, maybe sell the business again and we call this getting get, giving you a, a second bite at the apple. <laughs> so mm. you're staying involved, but you brought in an, a team to help you. And I think that's a it's a it's a great strategy, but not appropriate for every exit strategy. So there's there's lots of options for for the owner to consider. And in, in this fourth step, the business owner determines really which options are most appropriate, and, and that all depends upon their objectives. Gotcha. All right, that takes us to step five. Step five is is understanding the value of your chosen option. And mm. I think this is such an important discussion. It, you know, I've been working for, with business owners for, for over 35 years. And uh, I, I must say that most owners really don't know what their biggest asset is actually worth. <laughs> mm. uh, in, in, in my experience is that, that most 
business owners, they overestimate the value of their business and they underestimate the risk of their business. And it's, it's really an important and it potentially a difficult conversation to have. So I, I think that we spend a lot of time helping the business owner understand how their decision about which exit strategy they will take actually determines the value of that business. So let me describe why that happens. Yeah. There are lots of ways to value an asset like a business. And in general, the value of a privately held business to someone else, the value of that business to someone else is based on on future and potential cash flow and earnings of the business. Mm -hmm. You know, it kind of makes sense. If you're buying something that's producing income, that that's what that's what determines the value. So a buyer is going to look at, at the projections of the business and decide how likely it is that those cash flows will be achieved. So a risky business in a risky industry is likely to be less valuable than a stable business in a stable industry with similar cash flow projections. Mm -hmm. And a business with a great management team that can run efficiently without the business owner, that has systems and processes in place to, to run and grow the business, it has transparent accounting systems. You know, it, it, the, the, the buyer may look at that as a less risky business and therefore it may be more valuable to the buyer and therefore they're willing to pay more for it. So what's really important to know is that the, your exit option determines the value. An external synergistic buyer may pay more than an internal sale to an existing management team. For one reason, the, man, the existing management team may not be able to afford <laughs> the, the value that the synergistic buyer might yeah, be able to, 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 to pay for. So uh, that's why your exit goals and your financial and mental readiness are, are so vital to this process. Because if you need to sell at the highest value to fill that value gap, an internal transfer just may not be the best solution. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's an important discussion to have. What's the value based upon your, your exit, your chosen exit strategy? Yeah. And what I'm looking to the, to the near future where we're going to be talking to a business valuation appraiser, oh, nice. a professional that actually um, appraises business. And so I think it'll be a really interesting conversation about, uh, about that, how they go about their business and why a business owner might work with a, 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 an appraiser like that. Yeah, fantastic. Absolutely. All right. That brings us to our last step. What is it, Peter? Yeah, the last step is executing the plan. Uh, it, it's uh, while we guide you through the process, it's likely during this process that, that other members of your advisory team are going to be involved, specifically, you know, your attorney and your accountant. And as we move forward through these options, we're probably going to be bringing in other experts that specialize in topics and strategies that, that are, are appropriate. So it could be a business appraiser, it could be a private equity group, it could be uh, a consultant to develop a retention mm -hmm. package for, for key employees. It's vital that you, your team of advisors has the expertise to, to work through this process. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the, the people that we have and will be involved are, are experienced. This isn't gonna be their first rodeo. Mm -hmm. And you you don't want 
a rookie <laughs> to be uh, helping you with your most valuable asset. You want to hire your the most experienced surgeon, for example, who's done this a thousand times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's a way to reduce your risk, in, increase your value, and and ultimately enhance the chances of success. So building the team is really important. And whether that happens, you know, next year, over five years or 10 years, it's really important to have those those players involved so that uh, things happen smoothly and that you are meeting those objectives. Yeah, I, you packed a ton into this podcast today, Peter, and I know that we didn't even scratch the surface of all the details of exit planning. So I'm hoping that you can really expand on these in some future podcasts. Yeah, I, I've got a whole bunch of um, experts that that have lined up who will act, who be be as guests on the podcast. Nice, and I think that that our our, our listeners will find really interesting. Uh, so uh, stay tuned. Yeah, absolutely. Between now and then, if if people have questions for you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, send me a, a, an email at peter raskin at lfg.com or call me directly 617-728-7433 and certainly visit our, our website and our contact information is there. The website is raskinplanning.com. Fantastic. Peter, thank you so much for your time today. This is a great podcast. Thank you, Eric. Really appreciate it. But, and thank you all for listening and tuning in to the Wealth is in the Details podcast with Peter Raskin. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Peter comes out with a new podcast and has those guests that he was talking about, this will show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Raskin Planning Group, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Wealth is in the Details podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Peter Raskin is a registered representative of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Securities offered through Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation, a broker, dealer, member SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Sagemark Consulting, a division of Lincoln Financial Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Insurance offered through Lincoln Affiliates and other fine companies. Raskin Planning Group is not an affiliate of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation and its representatives do not provide legal or tax advice. You may want to consult a legal or tax advisor regarding any legal or tax information as it relates to your personal circumstances.